1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of OOKLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
2: People compare me to my dad. Is it, am I going to be better than my dad? Will I ever be better than my dad? I'm, it's, it's, that's not, like, that doesn't bother me. I'll just read it and be like, oh, cool, you know what I mean? Because he's Kevin Campbell, I'm Tyrese Campbell. Mm. Two different players.
3: Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As you can see, we're in a different setup. We've traveled all the way to northwest of England to, you know, give you guys the best content possible. So before we kick into it, I need you to do us a big, big, big favor and hit the subscribe button and subscribe to the channel and also like this video if you want to see more content like this going forward. I'm joined with my right hand man, Dej. What are you saying to me, brother?
4: I'm good, bro. Long journey in today, but it's worth it. As we were saying off air, I think Zoom, like obviously we can say bye bye to it, like the (laughs) pandemic's gone. So we want to be doing in person. So we're going to be making extra effort to make sure we're delivering top-notch quality content. And we've got a special guest, so we can't complain. And very quickly, before we introduce the special guest, as Des said, follow us on Twitter
3: at podcast underscore TBG, Instagram at pod underscore TBG. We're now on TikTok tbg pod follow us there like our videos and let's get this started we are joined with tyrese campbell what
2: are you saying to me bro nah, I'm all good, man, <laughs> man. thank you for having me on guys man i'm looking forward to it love for no, coming I on love, bro.
4: love we appreciate it bro as we said we've been speaking to your team for a while now and you said that we want to get Ty on mm-hmm. and the man's here now so like yeah let's chop it up yeah so take us back to the beginning man
2: um obviously uh, I was born 20, 1999 just before the millennium. Uh, my dad was playing for Everton at the time. Um, I think I was like three days old when I made my first appearance on Sky Sports, and <laughs> they're saying like, oh, "This is Kevin Campbell's first newborn son." So, but as soon as I was born, and as soon as I could walk and realize what what was going on, I just nah, I knew what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps and be better than him. And I'm still obviously got on my on my way, but I feel like I'm on the right path.
4: Mm, so was football like something that you always wanted to do? Because you said like obviously you on TV at three years old, so that shows that you were destined to be in front of the camera, you know? So
2: yeah, I mean nothing. I I never wanted to do anything else. It was always football. Like even at school, they knew I was I wasn't really that bothered about. <laughs> obviously, you got to do what you got to mm, do to mm. get the get the marks and the grades and that. But football was always the one for me.
3: So yeah, we're going to go back to, you know, the beginning again, later on in the podcast, but what are you up to now? Obviously it's been international break, you know, football's coming back this weekend. So what have you been up to?
2: Um, well, we've been training, we've been working. Um, we've had like sort of a, a different week to what we used to. Obviously I'd got a new manager in. So um, we've been like sort of two days in, day off, two days in, two days off sort of thing. So yeah, we've just been training, working hard and trying to, get up to the tempo and intensity that the manager wants us to work at.
4: Yeah, you mentioned, obviously, you've got a new manager, Alex Nil. I know that he was at Sunderland before, then obviously he's come to Stoke, and he's someone that's respected in the game. So what are you doing under him that there maybe wasn't in the old regime? Or let me rephrase that. What's different about the new regime?
2: Um, definitely the intensity of the way we train, the way he wants us to play. Even just like just little things around that. Like It's not much tactically like that changes from game to game but in terms of what we do behind closed doors is definitely the intensity of the work that we put in and what he wants us to play at and just make it like uncomfortable for the opposition
3: so when you say intensity what do you like what do you mean by that because we hear that as like a football jargon football term yeah 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 what what does that mean
2: (laughs) um like for example, you lose the ball in training. You got he wants you to get it back ASAP. You know mm. what I mean. You know, walking back into position, <laughs> you just you just straight yeah. back. He wants that ball back, and the way we run, the way we play, press, attack, defend, just everything is just 100%, like hundred percent, like just as a your max, really. And obviously, it's something that we've not like been used to all the time in the past. Like it's different now, and that's what we're just trying to work towards getting to that 100% intensity as much as we can in a game.
4: Yeah, because Stoke has spent a lot of money. You've got Dwight Gellwin, who you know from the Premier League, Newcastle. You've got Liam Delap, who's obviously from Manchester City. So they're spending big, big money. I know the Colts family, yeah. obviously they run Bet365, so they've got a lot of money. So there's high expectation. So like, what was the target before this season?
2: Um, I think as a team, we know we've underachieved in the past. And if you look at the squad what we've had what we have is a team full of like talent and experience and that team should be fighting playoffs minimum you know what i mean and we've not done that in the past few seasons and i think every season we come into it and we just have to play our own game and not focus on anything else and just allow us to just drive us drive the team forward really and just keep our focus on what we want. Like we've discussed it as a team and what we want. I mean, I don't think there's any teams in the league that have been in the league for as long as we have now mm. that will say, oh, we're happy to just stay. We want to, obviously, we want to all push on and play in the Premier League. I mean, everyone's got a dream to play in the Prem regularly, week in, week out, and that's what, that's what we all want to do.
3: Take us through a day in the life of like Tyrese Campbell. So let's say, for example, a training day What mm. um, my friends
2: wake up <laughs>
4: obviously i uh,
2: lie in bed for a little bit just get to grips with the day and that and then i'll um drive in stop off at starbucks get a coffee something like what, that what are you having yeah black americano nah, <laughs> right, flat white oat milk flat white um yeah get into training see all the lads obviously a couple of lads are playing darts somewhere in the gym somewhere in the treatment room most some of them are at breakfast everyone's all over mm-hmm. in the morning and then getting get changed going to physio quickly just check everyone in there say hello to everyone and that and then i'll probably go for breakfast come back down chill a little bit on my phone chat to the lads and then get in the gym stretch warm-up stuff like that get ready for training and then about 10 45 we'll go out do like warm-up and then that's about 15 minutes and then hour 15 hour 30 we're training like uh, intense sessions like going for it and then come in and we'll do our gym depending on how far it is off a game it'll either be uppers or lowers Um launch treatment pools recovery stuff um and then yeah get ready to go go home and just feet up really maybe I'll put more time I'll jump on my playstation yeah. <laughs> what are you playing uh I just got the new FIFA, so I've been oh, okay, on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um but Call of Duty, I like I war
3: my warzone, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See that like you lot a privilege, you get the games early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you have to wait <laughs> on the release. Common yeah. civilians, yeah, yeah. Yeah. isn't
4: it? Like us. <laughs> so, how would you sort of assess your season so far? Um, you've made nine appearances, you've scored a goal, which was a last minute one. You know so personally for you, are you happy with how it's played out so far?
2: Uh, not really. I'd lo- I I would have liked to play more than I have. Um, I had a couple of little injury niggles that haven't been like major, but have just kept me out of the odd game. Um, but yeah, I definitely felt like I should be. Well, I need to be playing more. You know, I had a big injury a couple of seasons ago. Uh, last season I was just happy to be back playing in and around the team. But like this is the season I need to be playing and scoring because. Like uh, before, I got injured. I was flying, best football I played, and I just want to get back to that and just push on even further than that. So for me, this is a big season.
4: Because mm, as I mentioned before, there's been new signings in your position, mm. Dwight, Gell, Liam, DeLapp, and obviously at the moment they're forming sort of like a partnership, and you're having to sort of wait for your opportunity. So how have you been finding that?
2: Uh, that's normal though in football. Like the competition is good. I mean, if you're a player who got no competition, then you know you're going to be playing, you know what I mean? Whereas if you've got competition, you want to do the best you can every day in the game, do as best you can because you know that if you don't, then the manager can look and go, I'll put him in for this Mm -hmm. one and you can sit, sit, like you'd be on the bench. So I think competition is definitely healthy. I mean, you ask any player and they'll say the same. So I'm relishing it. I'm obviously a gaily experienced Premier (laughs) League striker. You know what I mean? Like you can't disrespect (laughs) what he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liam is obviously younger than me, but he's always got a name for himself. He's playing well for scoring goals for City, for England. So it's a respect thing always, but I'm enjoying the competition.
3: And like how difficult is it like dealing with niggles? Like, is it something that affects your confidence? Maybe you feel like you can't do the sprint that you always want to do. Does it like affect your confidence or does it, is it in the back of your mind at any time?
2: Um, it can be because obviously if it's a more of a muscular thing and mm. you feel like you can't push the hundred percent, then like, you want to be able to be 100% most all the time. But yeah. sometimes, especially with the championship season, 46 games, it's it's hard yeah, to be 100% a slop, all the time. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Tough one, you yeah. just got to do all you can recovery-wise, <laughs> mm-hmm. preparation-wise, to be as close to 100% as you can. So it's not nice. And obviously niggles are things that you always do have in the back of your mind. You don't want to make them worse. But also there's, there's certain ones that you can go, well, I can't really make it any worse than it is now so you just gotta sometimes just play through it
3: so do you like set targets like you know ahead of of a season you say okay i want to hit x amount of goals x amount of assists i want to hit x amount of minutes is that something you do or you just literally just
2: playing um yeah i mean all strikers have a, a target in their head um Of how many goals they want, I don't really go for assists. I'm a striker, you know what I mean. So, (laughs) my my, my job is to
3: score goals. So, if you assist in a game and you don't score, yeah, are you happy?
2: It depends. If we win, yeah. (laughs) Okay. If we win, yeah. Um, But obviously, I want to score the time. And Mm. but if I'm contributing to the team and I'm playing well, I mean, I can't argue because there's bigger (laughs) there's bigger reasons as to why we're all playing like as a team for each other so I mean I'm not I, I'm not going to be unhappy but I want my goals mm. you know what I mean
4: so you mentioned earlier that obviously <coughs> last a few seasons ago you were absolutely flying so if you were to like sort of assess your fitness at this moment now compared to that where would you say you are?
2: Um, I feel to a similar level because when I was playing at that point I'll admit like you ask anyone around me close to me I'll be the first to say the injury was probably the best thing that happened to me in terms of just looking after my body and actually taking my body serious because when I was young, like, I was just, like, my numbers, like, sprint numbers in the game were ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, 30 sprints a game and stuff like that. And, like, when you're doing that, you've got to look after your body and refuel, like, sleep well and stuff and recover right and prepare right. And I probably wasn't doing that. So now like it's something that I I look at and I make sure I do properly. And, um, it definitely taught me a lot while I was injured, just to like appreciate my body more.
4: So what kind of precautions are you sort of taking now that you wasn't doing beforehand? I know you said you're sleeping, but in Mm. terms of dieting.
2: Yeah. I mean, your diet is important. Obviously you got to be putting good things into your body. That's going to help your body. You know what I mean? Instead of hinder it. So, like diet is a massive thing. Obviously don't really want to be, can't be eating takeaways every night and stuff like that.
4: <laughs> That's what we were doing on our way here. We stopped about <laughs> five guys, you know, greasy, <laughs> to oh. give away our secret. <laughs> <laughs> we're baiting it up. <laughs> but we're not players yeah, though. Yeah, Yeah, true, true, true.
2: yeah you're right. Um, but yeah, obviously yeah. once in a while, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You've got to treat yourself, mm-hmm. but like, you've got to be dedicated and like, just as they say, treat your body as a temple. And yeah
3: so what? what is that dedication again like you know we're not footballers so mm. we can't really understand what you're trying to say so that dedication every day to master your craft how mm.
2: how difficult is it obviously it's hard because like when I was younger I was I'm going to training and I'm seeing my mates go out and just chill mm. in like the town centre and stuff like that and just ride scooters and bikes mm. and chill and, uh, and I'm like oh, I've got training tonight but then I'm, but I'm just, and then I'll think back and be like, but this is all, what I've always wanted to do. I mean, I was at City training three times a week, playing a game on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I can't ask for much more than that as a young boy wanting to be a footballer. So in terms of dedicate, it's hard because it's something that you've got to, it's something you don't just get it overnight. You know what I mean? Like you either got it or you don't. And if you commit, if you want to commit to it and you want to do what you, what you love, then you've got, you've got to buy into it.
4: Yeah, because as I said before, we wanted to speak to you for a long, long time. I remember a few years ago, your name was ringing serious mm. alarm bells. Mm, everywhere there was rumours Newcastle, <laughs> Rangers, and stuff like that. During that period, was there a time where a move almost sort of materialised? Um,
2: yeah, there was a, a couple of points that a move was going to happen, but there was only, this was only really when I was wasn't really playing at Stoke before I signed my new deal. Um, I was just 19, turning 20. I needed to play football. You know what I mean. So it was just one of them things where it wasn't again, and nothing against the club, nothing against like the manager, players, anything like that. It was just literally me needing to play.
4: Was that Rangers?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rangers. Okay. So um, it was literally just that. But obviously, manager Michael O'Neill at Stoke at the time sat me down and said like, "What's going on?" And I told him I'd like, not got, I'm not got anything against the club. I mean, I just need to play. And he said, well, if I if I pick you, you're going to play? And I said, of course. I said, I'm not going to not play. I'm not trying. I don't want to leave. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm happy here. And yeah, so played them games over Christmas. And then, yeah. Just came, went no, that's refreshing
4: there. because mm. a lot of fans or people in the public sort of see people on the bench thinking, oh, he doesn't mind. He's getting 30, 40 grand a week. Mm. But this is the opposite sort of mindset. Like, listen, I want to earn my corn. I want to be... Yeah. contributing to the team. So
2: that's yeah, refreshing, definitely. man. No, in football, I mean, I don't think any, there's any players out there that want to, mm. they they go and play football to sit on the bench. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, of course I wanted to play and that's all I'm bothered about even now. Like I would just want to play football. I'm not, I'm not happy to be sat on the bench. So that's just all my aim is to do every game, play.
4: How is it as a striker, because we recently had Eddie Nketiah on the podcast and he was sort of saying that, if I get my three, four games in a row, I don't deliver, then that's sort of on me, I can sort of accept that maybe I'm Mm. not contributing. Do you think that's sort of like a fair argument that, especially as a striker, you need that sort of consistency to be, you know, getting match fit, getting into into those positions because coming in for like 10 minutes here and there, it's difficult to get that rhythm.
2: Yeah, I mean, rhythm and stuff like that is vital to a striker because like one game is hard to affect if it's like you've not played in a little while, you're coming in, you're not 100% match fit like as the other strikers that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. So you, I think what Eddie said was right, like three, four games to get get yourself into that rhythm, get yourself into them zones and just like get let your instincts kick in again, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like if you're not being played over a certain amount of time and allowed to build that up and like your match confidence and stuff like that is hard for a striker. So them sort of three, four game runs are vital. And obviously, as if I'm not doing the business in them three, four games and <laughs> I understand, you know what I mean? But yeah. I back myself mm. and I'm sure Eddie did as well. That mm. it, as you see, so yeah, he did, he yeah, went straight after <laughs> yeah. that. So, so that's what I'm trying yeah. to get you to do
4: to say
0: that you get your
3: run,
4: that you get your People yeah, are, like, exactly. people are
3: like, every striker should come onto our podcast <laughs> and say that and go and do their thing.
2: <laughs> no, but definitely, them three, four games are like, important. important for anyone, mm. even to, like not just strikers, you know, what I mean, mm. defenders as well, midfielders. Like, you need that rhythm, otherwise, you can't just. Diving for one game, miss two, diving for one game, Mm. miss one. It's it's important you've got to get the repetition. Do you look at any strikers
3: and say, no, I want to model my game on this player. Or I like what I see when I watch this striker.
2: Mm, Yeah, but it's not just one striker. You know what I mean? Like, I like Haaland's mentality, his killer mentality, his movement in the box. He's just, he's just a killer. You know what I mean? Then you've got Mbappe, who's like quick, yeah, you know I mean his movements frightening. Finishing, can dribble, can run past you. He's got a killer mentality as well. And then you got like the older strikers like Lewandowski is just obviously obviously everyone knows what he does. Benzema,
4: yeah. Mm, yeah.
2: Then I like there's obviously strikers that have retired now, but like I used to watch them and think like I want to be like him obviously my dad to a point, but he won't let
4: me, he, he won't let like You had ho- to get that yeah. one in because he's going to watch this yeah, and be like, come he's on.
2: <laughs> ring me after he sees it like, you talking about. But now like, Henri, Drogba, mm-hmm. like all them strikers, like Raul's movement in the box. You take, take a little bit off all of them and you want to model that into your game as much as you can, but also you want to keep your own flair to it as well because this is what's got me to that point. So, Obviously I'm doing something right. So I've got to just keep building on that. And obviously these are world-class strikers. So to take little bits off them and if that if I can bring them into my game, then it's not gonna harm me. It's only gonna do me good. Yeah.
4: So like, what's your sort of in business, they call it like a unique selling point? Yeah. So as a striker, like what do you think sort of your special effect is?
2: Uh being left footed. Serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So why
3: it, did you say that? Is that a thing? Like, yeah, left I'm left footed, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like is that, is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we all, we're all left yeah. footed. On <laughs> is that a thing in football?
2: Yeah, well, in my career, I've always found that obviously, you've got I've played with so many good players that are right footed, yeah. but the left footers seem to have that little that extra bit of just mm. class about them, you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's just I don't it's not that's not me I'm not trying to say that it's just because I'm left footed like there's bits to my game that not many strikers have like the pace the power the finishing the left foot you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, but I just feel like left footers are just a lot classier and cleaner Mm. I'm not saying that there's right footers out there that (laughs) aren't but I find like the left footers I come across have just been
4: yeah the techers yeah the techers uh, mm. the (laughs) the irony
3: most of the strikers you mentioned they're right footed
4: yeah exactly (laughs) that's what I mean so like, in Haaland, someone that's sort of taken the Premier League by storm, like before he came, everyone was sort of saying the Germans. <laughs> Bundesliga like, yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a farmer's league, yeah. stuff like that. So as a striker, just watching him come to England and just bad it up, mm. like, what are you thinking? Are you like, the rest of us thinking, Raw, this guy, he's on his job. Yeah, of course. You, you
2: <laughs> look at him and you just see what he does and you're like, you know what he wants to do. He's not come here to... Play, like play and yeah. get his name out he's coming to score goals he's here to do what he's done at Dortmund what he's done what he did at Salzburg what he does for Norway you know what I mean like he's a he's a striker and he's a killer and he just wants to score goals that a lot of strikers do I mean there's a different strikers like Harlan's just number nine whereas Jesus can drop in mm-hmm. and he's got nice feet he can beat a man like with dribbling mm-hmm. like he's got that Brazilian flair about him but Harlan's just stone cold killer
4: so what do you think? Because like when I see Haaland and he, I'm a Liverpool fan by the way, mm. and he misses a chance, he's sort of like, "Last, okay, next time yeah, I've yeah. got you." Mm. Whereas when I see Nunes, it's, like, "Oh my God, I've missed. Yeah, why? Oh, <laughs> silly me, etc." Mm. So like, what sort of mindset does it take to be like that sort of killer?
2: I think with that, a lot of it is to do with confidence in yourself and confidence in your team. Because at the end of the day, as a striker, your team. Are the ones that are going to supply you with the chances. So, for example, Harlan's got KDB, Bernardo. It's on a plate. Fodin, that's it's on a really plate, <laughs> Like, they've got a whole heap of guys that can just give him the ball on a plate, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, if I was, i smile as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you miss it, you're going to get five, six more chances, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like he trusts in his teammates, he trusts in his ability mm-hmm. to score the next one. And as a striker, that's important because if you worry too much about the chance you've missed, then you're gonna be, you're yeah, still gonna be worried about that when the next chance comes. Whereas if you're, ah, it's coming, the next one will come. You're always gonna get another one, and then you'll just be ready for the next one, and you'll make sure it goes in.
3: Do you watch much football? Because I remember, um, I think I was listening to an interview where Ben White was like, "No, mm. I play the game, but outside of the game, I don't really watch much football." Yeah. How is your relationship with the game, the
0: beautiful uh, game?
2: Our <laughs> I watch any football i can watch you know what i mean so I if international week i was watching the georgia game yeah. um a couple of my mates obviously play for northern ireland scotland stuff like that so i watch their games but i love i watch any game i love football i love watching football. i don't really watch much else like yeah. nah, yeah. i watch the, the odd series and that yeah. which i enjoy but nah, it's just football no that's
4: that's good yeah. that's what we like to hear dedication mm-hmm beyond the pitch. So like obviously you mentioned there's a new manager in charge and normally players come out and say, yeah, the manager grabbed me around the shoulder and said, this is his plan for me, etc. Has the manager spoken to you like on a one-to-one basis about what he's expecting from you for the rest of the season?
2: Um well he did he sort of did it with like every player to be honest. But um it's a meeting that you like expect and obviously he um just sat me down and said listen like you've got the ability, you've got the talent, just want to see it like You've, there's, obviously, there's a reason why you're here, and the reason why you're like a lot of people speak highly of you. So you have got to go and show them And he said it's gonna be a combined effort, but it's mostly down to me to work hard and show everyone what my what I've got and my talent. So yeah, it's more something that's something that I enjoyed. I'd rather me be have the responsibility and obviously him just let me do my thing and like I've got to work hard for it, but I'm sure I know I will do it.
4: So yeah, like whenever a manager obviously loses a job, there's a reason for it. And obviously Michael O'Neill came in, he'd done a decent job. What do you think the reasons were that led to sort of his dismissal?
2: Um, Obviously at the end of the day, regardless of how a manager gets a team to perform, how he gets a team to bond, it's a results business, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think the results maybe were as good as the owners would liked, And... He changed the club massively. Like he done a lot of stuff that needed to do, needed to happen. Um, and I think they were, they were. Everyone's been grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for him. He give me a proper chance in the team. And like I don't have a bad word to say about him. Obviously, I would have liked to play a little bit more towards the end. But like as a person and as a manager, I can't fault him. So at the yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to results, and I don't think the results were good enough. Unfortunately, so.
4: Yeah, you said you would like to be playing more. So are you a sort of player that sort of asks the manager, like, what kind of things can I do so I can be earning like a regular opportunity or?
2: Yeah, I'll ask the manager what I can do. But obviously it gets to a point where if the team's not performing, then you have to change it up. And I know what I can do and I believe in my ability. And no, I'm not going to keep going in and asking for the reassurance. What can I do? What can I do? Eventually I've just I've just got to... He's the manager's got to see it or if he doesn't see it, then that's all right. I've just got to keep training as hard as I can and making an impression.
3: How difficult is it to play at the Bet365 Stadium? Um, the capacity is 30,000, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe when results ain't going, you know, the way you guys want it to go, is it a bit difficult to play in front of the home fans sometimes?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it's difficult. Um, I don't really, like regardless of where I play, I mean, Our fans, I I, I like our fans. I think our fans get behind us a lot Mm. and we're grateful for our fans, but I don't really pay attention too much to the crowds. You know what I mean? Like they're there to watch at the end of the day and help you and support you. Opposition fans are there to try and put you off. But um, at the end of the day, I just look into what's going on on the pitch in front of me. And if you get too caught up by the fans, then obviously you're not focused enough on what you're supposed to be doing on your job. So Mm. you can't let that affect you. I mean... There's hostile places you'll go like Millwall. Oh away. yeah,
4: we're from that neck of the woods, so
0: we know all about. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like places yeah, like we'll that will be hostile. Yeah, yeah, so you
2: deep. just like like home fans will be home fans. Obviously, mm-hmm, they're not happy mm-hmm. with the results, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And we we all get that as a team. So obviously, the results haven't been as good as we would have liked mm. in the past. But hopefully, from now after this international break, we can crack on and start picking up some points.
4: So how would you sort of assess your career at Stoke so far? Because you came in when Stoke were in the Premier League. You had like four appearances off the subs bench. You've been down to the championship. You've had that spike. Obviously you've had a bit of knocks. So like where would you sort of say you are in your career right now?
2: Um, I'm content with what I've done, but there's definitely more, more to come, more that I can do, more that will happen. Obviously, came in when I was 16, and I'm still there now. So it's a good thing, definitely. Like they've they've always been there for me since the day I joined, and been honest with me. So I can't fault them for that. And the way the club has been with me, and my family. But um, no, nah, it's definitely I definitely have a lot more to give. You know, what I mean, I'm only 22. It's still a long yeah, baby. Layer. Still basically, <laughs> where you're built
0: like a, a powerhouse. <laughs> still got a
2: lot to give to them. You know what I mean? So I'm just hoping. This season and next season I can And the seasons after that I can give him everything And we can Go out the league together
4: mm, I mentioned before that Obviously you played in the Premier League So how was that making your debut? Because like that must have been mm. mad
2: Nah, <laughs> it was mad I mean mm. Coming on at the King Power, obviously Leicester had just won the league the mm-hmm. year before. Mm-hmm. Mares, Vardy, Maguire, <laughs> Wes Morgan, yeah. like all these players are on the, and Didi, Kasper Schmeichel, I'm like, wow, like,
0: yeah, yeah crazy. <laughs> I was like,
2: and I am I was like, probably had a couple of them in my FIFA team at that, <laughs> at, at, at that stage. So it was just mad. And, but it was the hard, I was always standing by the hardest half an hour of my life.
4: Okay, what? And, what the what's harder it? than a full game. What, because of the physicality, the speed of the game? Just
2: the the tempo of the game and the intensity of it, like the way the ball moves, like I thought I had time to take a touch and move it again, but indeed he was on me. And then I'm like, I'm like, just, I don't, and he, like, will,
3: he will clap you, yeah. he doesn't mind. People just coming yeah. out of
2: like nowhere, you know what I mean? And just taking the ball off me and I was like, wow, this is different to anything I've ever experienced before. But I'm like, I'm grateful for the opportunities that I got mm. in the Premier League and, it just made me want to get back there. Yeah, like I'm not obviously I'm not finished there, nowhere near. So that's where I want to be. in. hundred percent. Yeah.
4: And so, have you sort of had any opportunities to go to the Premier League? Because I remember sort of reading there was a period where like bare teams mm. were reported to be interested in you. I think Newcastle, like there were links of like a twenty million pound move. So um, did you hear anything about that?
2: Um, obviously there was interest and stuff, but I wasn't really concerned with mm. moving, especially in the January. I mean. I would. not want to really look to move in a January, especially if I'm playing and doing well at my team out now, and we're high, like we're doing well in the league. I mean, I'd always want to see the season out with the team, and continue the form and the streak we're on. Um, but there's always there's, there's been interest in the past, but it's never been like concrete enough to ever come to anything. Um, obviously when I when I got injured there was a lot of interest and a lot of things like whispers and stuff, but obviously you can't really sign a ninja player.
4: So well, so do people like come to you and say, oh, Ty, like, oh, Newcastle, potentially, they want you, like, you interested kind of thing and is it sort of that or mm. obviously Newcastle interest, but we're not going to entertain it, etc. No, it's just
2: obviously as a player, it's up to me at the end of the day what I do, where I want to go and it's just, it, obviously it's presented to me, but it's not something that, i'm like as soon as i see it i want to do it you know what i mean it's something yeah. that i'll ever think about and because at the end of the day it's a big move mm. you know what i mean like it's a big step up moving to like it'd be moving to a different part mm, it depends what team you go to yeah. I, I guess yeah. so mm-hmm. but um it's like pick up pick up and move your life you know what i mean mm. so there's a lot of factors that come into it but the main one at the end of the day for me is if i'm going to play because if Obviously, if I'm not gonna play, then I'll be better off where I am. Yeah. But if I'm gonna go to a higher level, but be playing, then it's it's a win-win, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: So, like, do you read paper talk and that like media? <laughs> because I, I remember when we interviewed Micah Richards, mm. he was like, "That's how he let himself down. When his name was buzzing, mm. he was getting gas yeah, from on yeah. top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the next English superstar. All of mm. that kind of stuff." So. Be honest with us, do you read the papers? Do you read Twitter? <laughs> do you read
2: Instagram? Uh no, obviously I've got Instagram. I've got I don't I don't I deleted well, yeah, I deleted my Twitter. But um Why is that? I just for, I deleted my like I had my main account on it. Mm. You know what I mean? So like the one that the fans will see and stuff but I don't look I don't go on that no more you know what I mean I, I have like a a private account like a burner account
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, the first person to admit
2: that he's a burner no I don't do that I just, I just look at the memes and stuff in it yeah. so um well I don't get too involved in it. obviously when No,
3: but to be honest, like even Pep Guardiola came out as like you guys call me Frodiola. That
2: yeah. He's reading, yeah, he's yeah, reading, course. like let's keep it real. Mm. Are you guys reading social media? No, but obviously you see stuff <laughs> about like about yourself and like, yeah, you're yeah. like, wow, this isn't true or that's true mm-hmm. or something like that. But like um, it's not so, I don't well, no, Obviously when I was younger When I first started Seeing my name in a paper I got gassed like, yeah.
4: So what When you're in that season When you're banging in nine goals like After <laughs> the game You're like two. Yeah what
2: are you reading I'm like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, that's like Something that I've Sort of changed now Um, Like it's something That I've changed And Like you You enjoy the paper talk And you enjoy seeing your name Being spoke about positively But Now I just keep it to myself You know what I mean Instead of I don't want to I'm not one of them people That will shout and scream about me beating me doing this, me doing that. Like, obviously, I'll enjoy like the positive stuff I get from it, but I'm not gonna like be shouting and screaming about it. You know what I'm saying?
4: Mm, and you've obviously played for England as well under 20s. So, like, how was that experience? And like, which players were in your age group that some of the listeners might know?
2: Um, the 20s, I was with um Giancarlo, Angel Gomez, Tariq Lampty. Jeff Tanganga. Yeah. Um there's so there's so many ballers in that team. Emil Smith Rowe. Oh yeah. Nathan Ferguson. Um who's at Palace now. He's, yeah, he's struggling right with back. injury yeah, but a good yeah. solid player. Danny Lodo, Danny Nomaso, who's at um he's at Porto now. Um Luke Bolton, there's so many players that are all like, playing to an unbelievable level at the minute, you know what I mean and everyone will know who they are talented boys and it was just a joy to play in that team to be honest because the service was just fantastic <laughs> you were just finishing it yeah. putting it in the
4: onion
3: bag <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> obviously you made your premier league debut how were your family after that what did they say to you
2: those was buzzing for me because it was like obviously the at the time Paul Lambert was the manager and he came in and he took a liking to me so he was the one who really giving me them opportunities and I'm grateful for what he what he did for me and um, yeah, obviously my family were proud, um, as any family would be. Uh, my dad and my brother were at the game when I made my debut, so which was nice for them to see. So, yeah, I was just I was just happy to make them proud. And obviously, went out and had a little meal to celebrate and stuff. But it's what I they expected from me, so it wasn't something that's like out of character or wasn't expected to happen. So they expected it for me. But how,
3: how difficult is it to live up to that expectation? Like, it's not necessarily easy saying I'm going to be a Premier League footballer mm. and you actually get there. Obviously, credit to you, you've done your thing. Mm. You're a top footballer. You get what I mean? But, <laughs> but, bro, it must be difficult. Uh,
2: Not really. If you don't, I will, I don't really pay too much attention to it. Like, obviously, people compare, like, I read stuff, uh, people compare me to my dad. Is Am I going to be better than my dad? Will I ever be better than my dad? I'm, it's it's that's not like, that doesn't bother me i'll just read it and be like oh, cool you know what i mean because he's kevin campbell i'm tyrese campbell mm. two different players two different careers like obviously at the end of the day he's my dad um and i'll go to him if i need help but it's my own career and i've got to learn how to do it myself i can't have my dad's help and advice and him lead me all the way that like, i'm i i'm grown up enough now to just do my thing. so
4: So how is that relationship? Because I'm a big boxing fan. And Mm. obviously there's Chris Eubank Jr., Chris Sr. And at the beginning of his career, his dad was sort of at every press conference and people were sort of saying, oh, he's hugging the limelight. So how has your dad been with you like throughout the duration of your career? Because I see that he's a bit, not distant, but he doesn't sort of come in front of the cameras, talk yeah. about my son. Because obviously he's got a successful mm. broadcasting career, like yeah. Talk Sports Sky. So big up, dad. He's killing it. Um, no, he's killing it.
2: No, he's been the same from where well, as soon as I like really got involved with football, he was like, I'm never going to be one of them dads that's telling you to do this and to do that and shouting from the sideline and forcing you to do this. He goes, it's your career at the end of the day, you just do what you want to do. And if you need my advice, I'll be here to help you. But like, you got to learn like on your own. You know what I mean? It's the best way. Cause if I continue to learn off him, it could get to a point where I can't, I can't speak to him no more. You know what I mean? And I can't get his advice and what happens then? So mm. if I learn my, my own way, then I can do it on my own. You know what I mean? But obviously I've got a great family, like that back me 100%, friends, close group, close side people to me that just guide me every step of the way. And I'm very grateful for everyone.
3: Would you say you have a lot of friends in football or would you say you're more of a, like a private person?
2: Um, I have a lot of friends in football because I feel like as a footballer, mm. you know what one another, like privacy sort of thing, uh, in terms of football friends, I say more, more of my my friends are my mates from from football, my teammates, mm-hmm. players at other teams that I was at with, like from City, mm-hmm. my time on loan at Shrewsbury, England. Um, I only got like three or four close friends out of football, but I feel like that's more like I've lo- I lost a lot of friends, but obviously you do when you get older and you get into this sort of position. Mm-hmm. You do, you only want to be around people that you can trust hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time, so. I only got three or four like that.
4: Mm, so, like you mentioned, sort of your childhood as well. So, like growing up, were you sort of around? I don't know, hangers on or people that were sort of bad for you in terms of like mixing on the road, or were you always fortunate to have that sort of circle of friends that were always aspiring to like do things? Um,
2: I, I was I was quite lucky to be fair because obviously everyone everyone knew what I did and no one they knew they couldn't change that so. Like I have probably from school, one friend, like I would still speak to like every day and that, you know what I mean? But it was different for me because I went, so obviously I was in primary school, then I went to high school, but I went to, when I was in year eight, City started this program of moving kids into the school. Like, so I was then after the, from year nine to like end of the school year, like year 11, I was with my teammates, so <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was with them every day, and that's when I sort of like all my friends that I'd made before then, at like my old schools, I'd sort of lost a connection to them, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, but I guess which is normal because I'm moving in a different direction to where they're going because I'll be going uni college, whereas I'm pushing on to be a professional, yep. and going that way. So it always it's always bound to happen.
4: Mm, and you mentioned sort of Manchester City that you started there, so like. How was that for you in your early years, your grounding as a professional footballer? Like what did you learn from that environment?
2: Um, That was a lot lot about standards and like it changed a bit because when I was first there, it was before the the money and stuff. So it was a lot different to how it is now or how it was the last couple of years I was there. But like, I was always grateful for my experience at City because it sort of like made me, comfortable doing like all different things, like playing up front on my own. Cause that's all I, that's all I did really at City it was a strict like four three three, Like a lot of movement, a lot of rotation, but I was like the focal point of it, you know what I mean? So I used to score like a lot of goals, I was happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I enjoyed my time at City. I mean, it was, it wasn't an easy decision to leave. Um, so
4: did they offer you like a pro? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, okay. they, they
2: offered me Scholar Pro. Um, and it wasn't an easy decision because I'm leaving my fr- my teammates that I've been there. Some of them I'd been there from seven with, some of obviously some of them had joined later on. Um, but yeah, it was a tough, tough decision at sixteen, leaving all my mates to go somewhere where I'd, I didn't know anyone. But um, I definitely felt like I made the right decision.
4: So, what was that decision governed by? Was it just strictly a route into the first team, or
2: yeah, just strictly like mm. career path? Because what City was saying. Um, was different to what I had in my head. You know what I mean in terms of my career path. So I just wanted to be given a fair, a fair chance and a fair run. And if I'm going to be played off like merit and I've done well, then I'd rather that than do all these things before I get a chance to go in the first team. Um, but
4: so what was the sort of differences? Was it like <clears throat> okay, we'll sign you, go on loan here, come back? Or how was how was yeah? The career it was pop? sort
2: of like sign <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, play under 18s for two years, 23s for two years, then go on loan. Yeah. Then, like,
4: so you would still be in the under 20s yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So I> was, <laughs> yeah, obviously, it, it could change depending no, on course. how well I did. Yeah, of, course, of course,
2: to be for that to be outlined like that already when I was only 16, I was thinking, like, when am I ever going to get a chance? And to... at city is different because they can buy ready made like talent, yeah. you know what I mean like you look they're bringing Haaland Alvarez is a, a bagsman yeah so like it's not easy for a striker at City uh, which I understand like they've got to compete to like be one of the best teams in the world so mm-hmm. I understand that and I just felt I just wanted a fairer run at, at things so um that's why I chose Stoke yeah
4: so like are there any sort of players that you played with at Manchester City that are, have made it into the first team now? Because I think Foden will probably be a few years younger than you. I'm no,
2: playing. no, I was the same age as Phil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was with Phil from when I joined when I was seven, yeah. So.
4: Wow. So like seeing what he's doing, contact with him kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I still speak to Phil, yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. So like Top. watching him grow, like yeah. tall, he's always yeah. a baller. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's always like, <laughs> he'd, he'd always <laughs> he'd have a football out. at his feet. Like even when we went to school together, he'd be running and taking a football off the kids and dribbling through about <laughs> yeah, 15 crazy. of them on his own. But um, yeah Phil was he's always been talented you know what I mean like it was smaller than us for a few years and then he like when I left and he went through the six uh, the 18s the 20s he started to grow but obviously he went for 18 straight to first team yeah and that's when he sort of grew like got used to like using his body and learning how to use his body and stuff and he's flying now. So
4: Even like Jaden Sancho, was he part of your... Yeah, Sancho's did, part of our team. Wow, well. so yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. amongst the, the ballers that, that and yeah, he's yeah. done it a different way. He went to Borussia mm. Dortmund, Ernie's corn. Yeah, that's so what I mean. Been, like
2: mm. Sancho's another one that's uh, like, he was. he's too good to be playing academy football you know what I mean he has to be exposed to first team football and he'd made the right decision in doing that because look at him now you know what I mean killed out at Dortmund starting to like really warm up at United and yeah. now do his thing mm-hmm. so like our team was full of ballers and if like you've seen the, 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 my, like our team at the time uh, we were not getting beat by anyone. Yeah. being beaten <laughs> So Kings. who is
4: your team, like for context? Like um, this, listeners will be thinking, okay, there's Sanch, <laughs> there's Folden, there's Ty. Yeah, who
2: else? So you've got Sanch, Phil, um me, Tom Delhi Bashiru, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joel Atabodia is at Swansea, Luke Bolton's, he's at Salford now. Oh, i a couple of times for City though. Edward Francis. Um who else did we have? Joe Hilton's at Blackburn, goalkeeper. E um, Caposo. I think he's still at City possibly Okay um, Just full of ballers to be fair We had um, Boys from like the year below um, Felix Dometchuk Oh yeah us. Germany Yeah yeah, yeah Germany He's at Wolfsburg yeah, now Yeah yeah um, so yeah we had, There was just like so many good players Like training was Like we come into Training was like more of a competition Than like we play games on a Saturday And we go and beat Liverpool 9-0 <laughs> Yeah. Like, whereas in training, training is tra- like hard. Like everyone mm-hmm. wants to win because that's where, for us, it, we, we were the best. You know what I mean? So we trained like we were the best.
4: So what did you win? Like competitions, like your leagues? Um, like we didn't have leagues, We didn't have stuff. leagues back then. Okay.
2: I left City before. Youth Cup years, so I played them the next year for Stoke. We got beat, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like we used to have the Premier League tournaments, and we won that two years in a row um and then like the third year right, we had a lot of injuries and stuff a lot of people were, like knee injuries and like freak injuries so it was a bit tougher for us but um yeah we won premier league under 13 under 14 and we always went far in them like yeah. it wasn't mm-hmm. something that we got knocked out in the groups we always went far so yeah oh, that's yeah. sick
3: and how, how good can, can Phil Foden be? Best English player of this generation. Is that how highly you rate him personally? You've seen him from a very
2: young age. I mean, if you look at him, he's not, it's not as if he's going to like stagnate and mm. just stay where he's at. He's only going to go up. Like He's got like one of the world's best managers working with him. The players he plays with are unbelievable. They'll give him advice. And he, his appetite for football is mm. like he if he could he'd just do kickups and mm. kick kick the ball around all day and just <laughs> he just wants to play football all the yeah. time and he's only going to go like get better and better and better so yeah he's definitely going to be one of the one of the greats
4: mm, we know people in and around him and they say like he sort of employs like a personal trainer to work on his sprinting mm. sort of thing like that's the sort of dedication he has to sort of take yeah, his game up to the next because obviously
2: his build isn't like he's not built for like He's not like me, who's just like a natural power athlete. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he's got to like work at that stuff, but like Bro, he knows what he needs to do. He's, and he's and mad he's, quick though. Yeah, he's rapid. Man, he's, he's strong as well. He's like strong, like <laughs> putting guys on the ground and that. Nah. Like, no, he never used to do that before when he was younger. So sort of, like fed poetry, Learning you, know from I mean? you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> So like for context, obviously he's not a Sancho or Folden, but at that age when you were young, were they sort of at a similar level or who was sort of more advanced? Do understand? There
2: was always similar level, Technic- okay. technical okay. Technical-, yeah. technical wise, ability wise, like you, you ask anyone and you say, well, who's the best players in that team and them two are the first names that come to your mouth. You, oh, mind, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, the last couple of years of that, like, of my life, like, under 15, under 16, obviously, Phil Sanchez was like, growing and Phil hadn't really grown yet. So mm. it was a bit different because the people that we'd play were growing and stuff. But Phil could, he's you never know, Phil could dribble through them. It's yeah. just, a matter of like him learning his body and stuff, but Sanche's just always been Sanch, like beat a man for fun. Yeah. Beat him once, beat him twice and then gone get an assist or going score. So like when Sanch joined the other, I was like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. So wow.
4: in terms of like personality, was he always that like confident? Oh yeah. Because yeah, like we're yeah. from yeah. South London, similar mm. neck of the woods. Mm. So is from there, Inketia, Zaha, all these kind of players, like it's just the source, isn't it? Like South London source. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He had that confidence about him and he knew he was good, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's not a bad thing to be like, especially like the level he's at and the ability he has, like it's a good way to be because if you feel like no one can touch you, then you're going to go out there and dribble and beat people like no one can touch you. So it's only good.
4: Back to you anyway, like um, <clears throat> what's your sort of trajectory over the next 12 to 18 months? What do you want to sort of achieve? So if we were to sit down in 12, 18 months, mm. like,
2: um definitely play regular be starting regular games
3: is that in the Premier League or that's,
2: that's what in twelve I was in twelve months yeah for well for this year in for Stoke you know what I mean um get to the we'll get to the summer and obviously assess it but for me my focus is just on playing games for Stoke scoring goals for Stoke just getting back to that consistent level of finding the back of the net you know what I mean because it's been a bit stop starting this is a season I want to kick on and start scoring again and helping the team get to where we want to be. So I've got like a lot of positivity and a lot of hope and I feel like we we can do that and I can do that. I know I can. So that's all my aim for that moment is.
4: Mm, You've definitely seen it in your record, like you've scored goals at championship level. And as I said, it was only what, 12 months ago where you've been spoken about for like Premier League moves and that. So the ability is there. So hopefully you get that run of games just to consolidate it because yeah. yeah you're a baller, bro. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank,
3: you, thank you. And last question from me before we go into life outside of football: Where would you say your confidence is at in terms of like a scale of one to ten? Are you let's say eight, nine? Where Where do you think it's at at the moment?
2: Um, I would never be. Ten like ten out of ten confident like. That's basically early in Holland. Yeah, that's just like It's That's arrogance ar- ar- though. Yeah, it's a good yeah. arrogance. Yeah. But, like I don't ever lose confidence in myself. It always stays around a, I'd say because, like, you a hear seven, like a seven a eight, Yeah.
3: Okay, because you hear like a term in football is a confidence player. Oh, he's mm. lacking confidence. Mm. Is that like actually a thing when you're? Yeah, not...
2: Yeah, of course. Because like players can be having good spells in their career and be playing the best football because because they're confident and mm. they've seen. I know they've been doing it, doing well. So, Mm. but they could then come out of the team, be put back in and it's a completely different player. So confidence is a big thing in football, 100%.
4: Yeah, so we're going to speak about questions outside football. So like for our listeners and viewers that are watching, what's one thing about Ty Campbell that people won't know? Mm. Uh. (laughs) Is that a deep one? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) Because people see this sort of like footballer, striker and... I'm very
2: much a family man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, family, like, definitely the most important thing to me Mm. Um, over anything. And I'm grateful for that, obviously, the family I've got. And I definitely show them, like, want to show them how, how much I appreciate them as much as I can.
3: What do you like doing outside of football?
2: Gaming, yeah, fashion, yeah, gaming, fashion. I like my clothes, I like my music as well. Okay, um, yes, yeah, them sort of stuff like music. I'll like enjoy my music, my gaming most days. Okay, you know, oh, looking, yeah. looking at clothes, you've got the proper clothes. gaming
4: chair and everything. <laughs> I can
3: tell, sir. I can tell, you're not taking any chances. <laughs>
4: So What kind of like music are you into because you mentioned it broadly? But obviously, for our viewers, we want to give like a breakdown. Like, what tunes you you um, listening
2: to? Um, I like my Afrobeat music, I oh, yeah, like my guy, yeah, yeah. I like my American, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah. My American rap, my <laughs> English rap, Old and B. Jeez, yeah. oh, that's, uh, <laughs>
0: ladies, you got a kid, huh?
4: <laughs> ladies,
3: understand <laughs> what Afrobeat artists are you, are you messing with at the minute?
2: Um burner yeah 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 osaki oh come yeah. on yeah. <laughs> the cultures, it's coming
3: man. to it's coming to london he's doing yeah. a tour in the uk actually i think Oxlade in December. Well. Like, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that isn't
2: that yeah, aside that's oh, my favorite one of it. the
3: best bangers yeah. know, like, boss is listening to this <laughs> boss that's your tune bro <laughs> so yeah like, what else so um in terms of like outside of football what would you say your strengths are and what are your weaknesses
2: um my strengths uh mm. definitely like caring. Mm. Um funny. <laughs>
3: we've, had, we've had a bit of a laugh <laughs> <on that. laughs> Um
2: yeah, loving and that. So like mm. I'm a definitely like a I'm family person, family oriented, like mm. in that sense. Um weaknesses, hmm. No, another strength communication. Like, <laughs> I'm good at that. No, I'm
3: not going to lie. You've. Given yeah, a fantastic yeah, yeah. interview, there's yeah, been yeah. no start, no yeah. nothing, yeah, 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 yeah. bro. It's been very. What, well, media trained? <laughs> uh, more, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. No, no bro.
0: It doesn't You've, feel like a media. Um,
2: witness. I'm, I'm very laid back. Like sometimes yeah. too laid back. At At yeah, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah I could be like. Oh, I could need to do something in five minutes, and with two minutes left, I'll be like still sat there. So, um. I can be lazy at times as well. Yeah. You're not be... Sleeping, isn't it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> them lions, them evening lions. <laughs> <laughs> should be probably conking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't there, you'd be sleeping, yeah. isn't it? No, last no, last no, one yeah, from true. me.
3: And you don't have to answer this. You can tell me to keep quiet mm. and, and I'll keep quiet. So we're gonna add a new feature to this podcast where we ask each guest to potentially name a guest that we should get on in the future that you know or that you are close to. Mm so you're going to kick this off who do you think is a good fit for this platform that you know in football
2: um mm, it's a, a good question
4: <laughs> 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 we can be thinking about it and i'll just ask my question okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> out, it, let like, me think yeah, about this don't forget. So, yeah, yeah that's a soul search <laughs> yeah yeah so like Footballers normally have like interests outside of the game, like property, investment, yeah, watches. Yeah. I can't see with a kettle today, <laughs> so whatever. But like, what things are you doing outside of the game to protect your money? Because there's so many harrowing stories about players that are played at the top level. Mm. Then when they leave the game, they've got yeah. nothing to show for it kind of thing. So are you at the stage yet where you're sort of thinking about that stuff?
2: Um, I've got stuff set up that like, obviously protects my money, helps me in the future. Um, nothing too serious. Obviously, I've, I've got a financial advisor and stuff that helps me with that accountant Just and I just have like a a certain allowance that I that I'm like I spend on myself, and then a certain allowance will go my savings, like my savings accounts and stuff like that. So it's not like I've got anything major that major set up, but I do have things there to protect my money and no, obviously cool. and make sure I'm set up right in the future.
3: No, that's oh, good. Big yeah, up, big up, big up. So,
4: what have you thought of the person? <laughs> <laughs> I've got,
2: a, I've got a couple to be fair. Okay, um, Josh Laurent.
4: Oh yeah, Redding Yeah,
2: you joined in the summer. Yeah, joined in the summer. That's my to boy, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, you know, him yeah. yeah. And Courtney was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. To be fair, you get both of them and I know they're they very close. <laughs> yeah, close
0: though. that. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Given yeah. an exclusive, that's uh, potentially <laughs> going to happen. So
2: yeah, or um, Tarut as well. Okay. Okay. He just so come, come from yeah, Brentford. from Brentford. Yeah, Good guy for you. He's funny as well. Uh, he so he's definitely, He yeah, well, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. definitely okay. enjoy. I'm sure he's come up from obviously. Play for, yeah, exactly. Okay. Plays play for Oxford and stuff like that, and he's at Brentford. So, Yeah he definitely got. he's funny as well Okay cool Yeah that'll be bad man
4: We'll we'll travel up You
2: can grill him on how I took money off him at dance
4: Okay cool We'll definitely ask him about that I'm sure
2: he will have something To say about (laughs) that
4: But yeah You can't say nothing Just (laughs) Just like I was playing Dot at table tennis (laughs) before
3: I I gave gave him that I gave him the word I gave him the word (laughs) 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 We're going (laughs) to leave it there It's been an absolute pleasure To talk to you bro You've been very open Transparent and honest and we appreciate you being so honest with us
4: no i love for coming on again taking the time Mm. we've traveled but it was worth it like this is the content we wanted to like speak about and you've been very very open transparent so yeah love for that bro and we definitely want to stay in contact as well yeah
2: for sure for sure
3: love so we're gonna leave it there that's another episode of the beautiful game podcast like and subscribe to the youtube channel Follow our socials, as I plugged earlier. I'm startering because it's been a long day, but we're (laughs) going to leave it there. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.
1: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet.